Welcome to the Son of a Preacher podcast. Please sit back and listen to the thoughts and musings from sermons that were first brought to the pulpit four, five, even six decades ago. I am GW, and I am the Son of a Preacher. I am so happy to be talking to you all again today. My dad first brought this message about the rules of the pocketbook to the pulpit on May 11, 1969. Scripture that day was from Acts, the 19th chapter, the 26th verse, which says, Moreover, you see and hear that not only at Ephesus, but almost throughout all Asia, this Paul has persuaded people, saying that they are not gods which are made with your hands. So rules of the pocketbook. Now, I'm pretty sure that no one tuned into this podcast today hoping they'd get a little economics lesson along with a little history lesson. But that's what we're going to talk about today. We're going to talk about the fact that making wealth has been a part of our lives for a long, long time. Those people making wealth today are just the latest in a long line of entrepreneurs who rely on the basic tenet of economics, that of supply and demand. And that has been a part of our lives for as long as we really can remember, even far, far back in history. When you look back at the dawn of history, you'll find that the Phoenicians, well, Phoenicians were great navigators and traders, and they went throughout the world. I mean, they sailed and traded all along the Mediterranean coast, and they sailed to Britain, and they circumnavigated Africa, and they visited the East Indies, and this was as early as 2000 B.C., Now, just think about how long ago that was. It is as long before the birth of Christ as as it has been since the birth of Christ. And we're now in 2022. So as you look back, that's over 4,000 years ago that the Phoenicians were working as navigators and traders in the world. They had wares that they produced and they sold, and they were jewels and glassware and metal artifacts. And they had cloth that was dyed from purple that they made from shellfish. And the basis of the alphabet that's used by the European nations today, well, we believe that was learned by the Greeks from the Phoenicians. So from 2000 BC on, there have been those business people who have manufactured items and then figured out what people wanted, and then they figured out how to get it to them. And that's the basic supply and demand that has been here with us forever. Now, the town of Ephesus Well, it depended on the tourist trade for much of their wealth, especially from the pilgrims who came to worship at the Temple of Diana. Now, that great temple was begun in 356 B.C., and it took over 100 years for it to be completed. And it was vast, and it was grand, and it was known to be one of the seven wonders of the ancient world. And it was here that the pilgrims, they they came, and of course, when they had made the trip, and they'd done all, all they could to get there, well, they wanted to take home a souvenir, just some trinket they could, they could have that provide them with the memories of the time that they were in the great temple of Diana. So the silver workers in the area there around Ephesus, well, they made statues, and they made them for the pilgrims to take home, and they made their living from them. Well, Paul, when he preached, 
and he went to Asia and further. But he preached that God could not be made by hand. Now, evidently, as he preached that gods could not be made of hand by hand, a lot of the people that were listening to what he said, and at the Temple of Diana, they would stop buying some of the trinkets. So suddenly you had a demand that was falling while the supply stayed the same. So you had a supply and demand problem. The business people became a little upset with this because suddenly they stopped making a profit. So a man called Demetrius called a meeting of all the silver merchants of Ephesus. And he said, and this is in Acts 19, chapter 26, verse, he said, men, you can see and hear for yourself that this fellow Paul is doing. He says that gods made by man are not gods at all. And he's been successful in convincing many people here and, and nearly in the whole province of Asia. There's a danger this business of ours is going to have a big problem because the town needs the money to survive. Now, it wasn't long before the crowds began to shout and demand for the blood of Paul. Now, there's little doubt that the real reason for the anger of Demetrius was the fact that his supply of silver statues exceeded the number of folks who wanted to buy them. It was a problem with the pocketbook. So the message of Christ, well, the message of Christ, though, is that man works for a living. And when one looks at the message of Christ, one is reminded that Christ came into the world so that man might have life and even life eternal. But he also said that man should work for his livelihood. In Genesis, the third chapter, he talks about the sweat of thy face shall allow you to eat bread. So man will work for his food and his family will depend upon the food. And God has given every man different talents, different ways of making a living. This is true all the way back to Cain and Abel. So, from the very beginning, how a man earned his living for himself and his family would be different from other men. And God meant for men to be different. And God has given man and woman the choice between being good or being bad. You can always go back to the story of Cain and Abel. But the bottom line is that men and women can choose to obey God or disobey God. And they can choose this in their religious life and in their working life. There are people in this world who, in their religious life, are very devout. But in their working life, well, they get a little carried away. So just as you need to choose the Lord's way in your religious lives, you also need to choose the Lord in your working life. So faith and obedience to God is not only confined to the church building. It's part of your working day also. Now, there was a prophet in Israel who preached in the wilderness of Judea, and he preached the sermon of repentance and renewal of faith in God. And people of all walks of life came and listened and were led to be baptized. Now, after the baptism, they would ask, well, what should we do now? And the preacher answered, well, they should be honest in their dealings. Now, whether you're a tax collector or a shopkeeper, be honest in your dealings. God wants you to live well. We need to obey God, and we need to take God into our working lives. The businessman finds that he must make choices daily between what is right and what is wrong in life, and the choice is yours to make. So will you choose for God, or will you choose against God? Thank you for listening to this today. May the Lord bless you. 
keep you in peace. Thanks for taking your valuable time today to listen to the musings of this son of a preacher. I hope the sermon excerpts from 40, 50 years ago proved to be both interesting and insightful. Please subscribe to this podcast. Let your friends know about this opportunity to see how the Bible and the problems of the world remain amazingly constant. New podcasts should arrive weekly, but there is currently a number of podcasts available if you wish to listen more frequently. May the Lord bless you. Keep you in peace.